I am back. This is Dr. Simcha Cohen back online on the air for those people who have an app. You know something, Nisim? I live for this app. I tell you, I live there also. And we don't it. promote it enough. Everybody that has a smartphone needs to have the JRoot app. Because you know, and we have four apps, you know. We have two for Android and two for iPhone. It's not shy to have a phone without this app. It keeps me alive. Today I was listening to Zachary Wallerstein. I, I was like, I, I just, it made my trip somewhere so quick. You know, I'll tell you, even sometimes when I don't have the apps, what I'm doing, I'm dialing the number and put it in the Bluetooth in the car. Uh, that's right. That's, uh, so I didn't even think it's, of that, but you know what? That's what I'm doing. Okay. My problem with that is this way I get calls in. And if I'm taking a call, then, then it's a problem. But you know something? I have to tell you something. Kids. Kids. This is Simcha Cohen. I'm back. I took a few week break. I had Baruch Hashem Semachot. And I missed you more than you missed me. I promise you. Because this is my dose of Kedusha. And this is my dose. I sit across from one of my best friends. And I sit across from somebody who gives me Chizuk. And I get a chance to talk to the pure kids in the world because nobody knows it and sees it better than you, kids. So I want to really open up the lines to talk about anything and to talk about whatever it is that we need to talk about. What's on your mind? Holiday. Rabbi Sher Shlita, who happens to be a huge tzaddik. The man is very, 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 very holy. He spoke about finding simcha in the real things in Judaism. Not in trips, and in, in this trip's better than that trip, and Cholomoed trip, and this trip. But to really find simcha in the happy things of the holiday. And I want to find out if kids agree with that. I don't know. I think that that's a very important thing. What do you think, Nisi? You know what? Uh, it's important things. First of all, we missed you, you know. And, I missed uh, being here. I really missed definitely, being here. Uh, and we, we, uh, we come to conclude that uh, somehow you act like uh, the piper, you know. That, uh, you pull the... We spoke so many things about very important things. And, and, and I know that a lot of kids listen to us, especially when we talk about teachers and relationship between teacher and kids. And this is the Heshbon Nefesh, what we have to do for all of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the phone is ringing. Shall we put him Yeah, let's there? put him on. How you're on the air. First caller tonight. What's on your mind? Hi. Hi. So you're saying about, like, the Simcha, like, the Avianset? Yes, yes. So, like, it's just like, I don't know, like, at least in our family, like, everyone gets together, and it's like, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like, so, it's such a, like, simcha in the air. It's such a beautiful thing. How old are you? Twelve. Twelve years old. You know something? The emotion that you just expressed of enjoying people together is an emotion that 40-year-old people don't get. 
you see 40-year-old people walking in the streets, staring at their cell phones, almost getting hit by buses because they're reading a text, and they don't even notice people around them. But one day a week, or holiday time, a 12-year-old gets the beauty of relationship. I love this. I love what you said. You're perfect opening no, for the show. I love my family, home, I love my marriage, I'm going back to five. It's such a so beautiful I look forward thing. all year for them to come. It's such a beautiful thing. You know what's even more beautiful? You're going to have an example for what you're going to want to create when you get married, Amir Sashem. That's the beautiful thing. Thank you so much. What a great contribution. Thank you. Okay, I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good yam tif. This is such a beautiful thing. You know what? When you introduce to kids real simcha yom tov, real simcha of the real, real honest to goodness holiday, it's nothing better. You know, Nisim, I was the youngest of six kids. Everybody was married when I was 12 years old. Uh-huh. And I used to be setting up the beds and fixing everything. Yom Tov was for me, me'ayin olam haba. There was nothing better. All my married siblings would come home and the house would fill up. We had an empty house. So they came home and fill up. It was like, really, really, really like, 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 like Aliyah Harego. Everybody would come, it would fill up, there'd be no room. I'd sleep on the living room, on the couch. I was never happier. And it taught me how to appreciate, not to appreciate a big bed, not to appreciate space or a lot of food, to appreciate family, just fun, long meals, singing, my father learning with everybody. This is what it was about. I didn't have my bed. My bedroom became one of the honeymoon suites. But I didn't care. We have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Um, um, what time does the show end? Nine o'clock. Yeah, I know, so I love you so, so much. Is it the girl's Okay. The show ends at nine o'clock or with someone like you probably as long as it's going on in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be for days or months. You never know. But um, you know what? The 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 gift of a, of of Hashem, gift of the holidays. You know, I was thinking that that just Rosh Hashanah comes. I was walking to Shul with my kid, and I was looking at leaves falling off the trees. And I was saying. The leaves turn brown, they fall off the trees, the whole winter there's nothing, and the spring they come back. And they come back. And I'm saying, this is Hitchachut, this is what Hashem gives us. Where do you have that Hashem gives us a month to regenerate, to fix things, to correct things? You know, let me put now, and I go, I play the, the devil, you know? Okay. Okay, and I'm telling you, so many times you suddenly you find yourself and you nest that you always read, you know, you, you, you have your own bed, you have your own territory, and suddenly you come like five, six devils, you know, small devils <laughs> that's running all over, taking your stuff, playing with stuff, giving a command, what to do, what to eat, no, 
what do you feel about it? You know, I'm telling you, let me tell you a story, okay? One second, I have an answer. Okay, yes. I was married for eight years with no children. I had everything just right. My bed was always mad, made at the end of the day. Pillow, just where I liked it. I had supper, no disturbance. I could talk to my wife. I could listen to the news. I could listen to music. We had sometimes classical music, making it fancy. I love the fact that my kids disturb me. I love the fact that my bed is messed up because I knew one of my kids was lying in it. Okay, but, okay. Now, you, we're talking about a perspective that you already passed this stage, okay? But, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes kids don't understand this, you know? Kids that uh, their, their sibling coming suddenly with their nephew's uh, children, nephew and nieces, that uh, make a lot of mess, touching the air, putting the, pulling the, <laughs> you know, and I, I, and I can tell you a story that I, my house, my parents, was, my house was like hotel. I'm telling you, hotel. You know, that's coming. I, one time, a real, from, real Moroccan house. <laughs> real Spadik, you know. And I come from the army. I, and I, look, come to the army. I, I want to sleep in my bed. I come home. I see somebody sleeping <laughs> in my <Yeah>. bed. <laughs> and I, wa- I was furious. I tell you that I was tired. And I, it's not, you know, after a month in the army and you want to put, you want to put your head in your corner on your some bed. And you find somebody sleeping over it. Oh, I was so furious. And it's not its not uh, something that uh, really, sometimes we have as a parent, I tell you that myself now as a parent, I'm trying to, to be considered this stuff. I hear you. You're, you're, you know, the fact is, the fact is that I try and encourage my kids to have the choice of whether they want, they want to give something up or not. To take it away from them and make them give it up is not always a good thing. You give them a choice. Do you want to give it up? I think it's a good thing for you to give it up. I think it's a mitzvah to give it up. I think that that's, that is very, very, very important. But you know what? We used to have so many stories growing up in Rochester, where I grew up. When we were the Hachnasat Orchim, every Meshulach that came to the city came to our house. Every rabbi that came, came to our house. And guests came to our house. And we didn't have a big house. I thought we did. I really thought we did. But we didn't. And uh, there was always room. And there was always, always revach. And it was, uh, uh, it was the attitude. Yeah, it's that's that's true, but uh, you know, I I want to tell you that so this is a parent. We parents. never it was never taken away from us without okay. our permission. Okay, that's okay. This is this is the, the, the that's the story. The parents, and we all like to give you know give achnasat ochim with many times, but also we have to understand many times you can find yourself in in a, in a what you call dead end street that uh, you don't want to be with someone in this kind of dead end right. street, you know. We had we had many many funny incident incidents in my you know in my house also, and I know I know that uh, since then I'm just to be trying to be a little bit more careful on on achnasat and I have I have some oral from my friend some oral stories 
that happened to them during Achnasa Dochim. So this is, uh, we, we think this, that you have, we have to tell also the kids to be aware about some people right. that in the house. Well, we never let anybody sleep in the room with the kids. Okay. They always okay. had a separate room. But my father also taught me a very major lesson. There was one Mishulah, no one will ever know who he is. He used to come to our house and he used to tell stories about other people. And I am an ayad, I'm a witness. I heard my father tell him in the most respectful, nice way, please, you have to find another place to stay. You bring to my house rechilut. You bring to my house stories. If you can't refrain about talking about other people and your travels, I can't have you in my house because I don't want to hear stories about other people. It taught me a major lesson. As much as my father loved Hachnaset Orchim, but if a person was bringing Rechilut and Lashon into the house, oh, you know, this one does this and that one does that. And it wasn't because he was worried about stories from our house. We had a simple house. There's nothing going on in our house. It was because he wanted to teach us a lesson. But you know what? In the Hamodia this week, you should know, it was an article. It had Rabbi Huda Tzadka, and it had a few Rabbanim, and there was one picture, and it said underneath, unknown. That's my father. Oh, really? That's my father, yes. Whoa. I didn't see My mother-in-law noticed it, and she said it looks just like me, and that was my father. My father was in the same shiur of Hamyudat Tzadka and Parat Yosef, and he was learning. It was Hamyudat Tzadka and Hamvenziona Bashaul. They were all in the same class, and my father was on his way to yeshiva one day in 1946, he found a Jew that was wounded and bleeding on the side of the road. So he went and he got a way to bring this person to Hadassah in Kerem. And he was doing a mitzvah, saving a Jew's life. He brought him into the emergency room. And when he came out of the emergency room at the parking lot, the British arrested him. Because this Jew was a terrorist. Not terrorist, a fighter. A fighter. Freedom for, fighter. For Irgun Lahi. There, and my father was taken directly to Latrun, where he was for six months. Wow. And my safta had no idea where he was. Imagine you have a 20-year-old son who goes to Yeshiva one day, doesn't come back. They found out, and Hamazratiya told him he has to come to America. So he saved up money and he rode to America in 1947 before Hakamat Hamadina in the bottom of a boat. So there are pictures of him in the class with those Rabbanim, Ham, um, uh, Ham Levi from Panama. Ham Sion Levi was my father's best friend. Yeah, really? Yes. And Ham Yudatak. No, I, I met him in Panama. He's a beautiful person. And you have Ham Shaul when he used to come. My father was his Chavuta, and they used to have a Hitacharut for who would get the prize at the end of the week. And so my father saw he was praying in Kol Israel. Ham Ben was there. So Ben Tzion Shaul remembered. He said, You got the last time. 
<laughs> he said to my father, my father got the last prize. That my father had won up on him. So the unknown in the Hamodia, where it says the uh, where the they have a magazine, that unknown is my father. So I'm going to write them. I'm going to tell them. Oh, very nice. But that was a Kedar Koba Kodesh. He moved mountains in a very, very anonymous way. You know, you mind the pictures in, in the newspaper. How many, you know, it's sometimes, uh, you know, randomly, you go on the street and you see a person and you think how many times he can be in a newspaper, you know, this, and he's not a public figure, right? Right. And I found myself to be and so many times in, 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 in pictures and in a newspaper. And I spoke about it with my wife this week. And it's, it's funny because since I remember myself, somehow I, I, somebody, I, I caught the eye of a, of a picture. And I have, I have a bunch of pictures in, in a newspaper. It's, very newspaper. It's, it's really funny. And I, I don't understand how it's come, but... Uh, it's not stam. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a story, and I, I tell you some very very funny story. And I, I, I already said in the radio. Yeah, yesterday, I'm going to pick up some materials from uh, one of the you know Lambia, but Lowe's. As I parking my car, getting out from the car, and the the, the guy, the, the dark skinned guy in the, in the in the gate over there, starts screaming. It's you, it's you, it's you. I said, what is me? What happened? What happened? And I said, and then he called the girl. It's him, look, look. And the girl come, and the, the cashier over there. You know, it's a, you have a place called Contractor. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, pick, so, up. Uh, pick up. So suddenly I, I found myself surrounded by Lowe's uh, member. <laughs> and everybody, oh, it's you, it's him, it's you, it's you. I said, what happened? What happened? Oh, we can't recognize you. What records I from what? And it's, it's from the magazine. What magazine? And then the manager came. The manager is uh, is Irish guy, Tom Tommy, who is, is in his end Jerut magazine. I'm, oh I'm telling you, it's 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 it's, it's so funny and it's all like uh, you know amazing to see what 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 kind of act we're doing in our life. Wow! And they start uh, telling me, you know. I was sitting in a bus station, and suddenly I, I, got, I saw this uh, journal. I saw the picture. So I took it, and I started reading. And it's very, very interesting material. It's, it's, wow. it's, it's you know, and I know you told me that I am, I am a Catholic, a religious Catholic, and I, I, I'm always fascinated in this kind of material on this stuff. And it's amazing. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm very, very... I love and, it. And as as I, <laughs> as I, as we discussing is with all around that one guy is a Jewish person that he knows me from the neighborhood, you know, he, you know, he see them talking with me. I said, you know, as it he told he told this Tommy, you you don't know him, you don't know him. He told Tommy, what he mean? Like, he is like this, and this, and Tommy told him, you know, you don't know him, you don't know it, Tom, and this guy, you don't know Tom and him, you know. Nisim is the, the client from the first day of the... <laughs> it's so... But you but, need to know, this is the nevuah that we say in the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. Emet of Hashem is it's, permeating. It's, yeah. it's all over. Yeah. I walk into a nursing home, a Catholic priest tells me the God of the Hebrews 
is bringing the world together. And he tells me, he says, the whole Hashem, he says, the God of the Jews is bringing everybody together. He says, and you know what? He goes, I believe my belief. He says, but if your guy is going to come, if your Messiah is the one that comes, save me a seat. You know, we spoke, we, you know, I don't know if I spoke with you or something, but uh, uh, there was a Bayolica show, and the guy was here, was here that he was from Atzala, member of Atzala, member, and he was inside the ambulance when the, when the building collapsed, and they were thinking that they would basically uh, buried under all the debris, and there was uh, two Jewish and one one uh, Christian over there, and then the Christian guy told them, you know, do me a favor, pray for me. And uh, we see it all the time. Many times I think I, I'm going to street, you know, and in front of my my shul, for example, and a, a lady approached me and said, a black a black lady, do me a favor, pray for me. To pay this, she gave me the name and stuff like this. It's like they know, they know the truth. They, they know, know the truth. The problem that Yetzirah and the 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 in I would say the the reflection of the outside light. I would say that the, 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 it's so bright for them so they cannot see the real light. Right. But it all started with Hashem. Yeah. And it's a deviation from Hashem, and. The Emet always stands up. Emet always stands up. And you know what? If there are kids listening, this is an adult conversation, but we'd love to take it down to your level. If there's something you want to talk about, I mean, any good Rosh Hashanah story or any good inspirational thing that your teacher told you from Rosh Hashanah, I'd love to hear it. And but, any good feedback from the journal, you know? Yeah, listen, it's a gorgeous journal. I didn't get to write in it. I feel like so Next silly. Next journal. Next journal, we uh, already left you a spot. But, you know, time-consuming. Uh, if you miss do. it, you miss it. I know. You know something? The show goes on. I have so much to say. But what I want for this next journal is I want kids to write into me so I can publish what you have to say. Because the voice of this city is the kids because the kids tell it as it is they say the emet and i'm always comfortable talking to children i believe children are i love talking to children i think children are the wisest and the best people in the world because you know what they don't get all the shtick they don't get all the all the all all this all the stuff they say it as it is and they don't, they're just pure emet. And that's, and that's, there's so many stories I have of kids who've taught me so much in the way they look at things. And the way Hashem created the world, the kids grow up and then they develop into adults. And then they have their own kids who teach them once again what it is to be emet. And that's an amazing thing. See, I learned how to be Emet through my kids. And I have to be honest with myself in front of my kids. I have to be honest. I can't fool anybody. At the end of the day, my kids are going to do what I do. If I do it right. 
that's just the way it goes. But uh, but you know what? I think that Rosh Hashanah is such a beautiful time of the year, and I think that all the Simanim and all the Hiratzons, and and it's just it's just a great it's a great way for Hashem to show us to love and to be excited about everything that's new. We're very optimistic. We're very optimistic. It's going to be a good year. Amen. As long as we thank Hashem for what we have, we don't take anything for granted. Do you want to talk about... Uh... Yes, I would love to talk about our year-end report card. Now, this is something that everybody needs to do. We need to evaluate ourselves honestly. Not, you know what? I love these people say, it's all good. It's all good. Like, I don't know what world they're coming from. What's all good? Yeah, if, if you like put everything together, like, yeah. No, we have to, detail is very, very important. And J-Root is like, we cut to the bottom line. We don't have any, you know what? Just straightforward, it is what it is. Whether you like it or not, if you want truth, this is the place to be. And the truth is, everybody needs to evaluate what they do. Praying three times a day with concentration and thought. Whoa, heavy duty. It says the Gemara Barachot that Kavana and Tefillah Sarich Rizuk Bechol Yom Rashi says Tamid Bechol Koho. It's a Beferish Rashi. Constantly with all your strength. This is not an easy thing. I find some of my best creative ideas pop up in the middle of Shmones, right? I say, I could be driving myself crazy thinking something. All of a sudden, in the middle of in the middle of boom, this great idea comes. I want to write it down. I say, no, I'm not going to be fooled. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. I could go not noticing something the whole day. During Shemot Esrei, all of a sudden, I notice it. I, the other day, the craziest thing. I'm down Shemot Esrei. All of a sudden, I smell fried chicken. I go, ooh, that smells good. What am I thinking about fried chicken in the middle of Shmonesri for? I could pass fried chicken a hundred times and not think about it. Now in the middle of Shmonesri, I want to eat fried chicken? That's the Yetzirah. That's what it is. So that's a biggie. Correcting manners, jealousy, anger, hypocrisy. First of all, we have to admit that we have these things. <laughs> yes. I used to be perfect, but then I found out I had a mistake. Then I corrected it. Now I'm perfect. <laughs> you know, I just I, you know, it it reminds me the story about the, the that one lady approached a rabbi, famous rabbi. I don't remember the name, and she told him that her husband is 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 don't is not behave nice in the in the house. So the rabbi came to the shul, prepare himself, and he started giving a schmooze about how the husband's supposed to behave in the house and how you know nice to be to the lady. And this guy sitting over there, 
and a very, very Hashuv Rav, Rabbi sitting also in the crowd, not for listening to the shoe, he was coming. And after the shoe, after the shmuz, the rabbi, the Hashuv Rav, came to the, 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 the Migit shoe and said, you know what? I learned so much. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me how to behave to my wife. And the other guy that his wife complained, that's exactly what I'm doing in the house, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing, you know. That's what that, and we don't look at the mirror. <laughs> when I used to have PTA, I used to have a speaker to come talk about a certain subject. None of the parents that needed to hear it came. Only the good parents came. Always, always. We have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. I just wanted to say, like, what you're saying before. Like, like that's, like, during regular when I start, even on Yom Kippur, like, when everyone's, like, starving, it's way harder. It's way harder. But you know what? But that's the whole avoida. And you're going to learn. How old are you, my friend? Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, so you're going to learn. That Mifum Tzara Agra is not just a, a, a Torah Masora sign that you put on the wall. It's the essence of life. You work at it, you'll feel accomplished, and you'll learn to love Shmonesra and Yom Kippur. I look forward to Shmonesra and Yom Kippur so much because you know what? I know that if I work it through, I feel so good afterwards. You feel so accomplished. And you look at the Eitzahari, it comes at you like a piece of fried chicken hanging in front of your face. You say, get the heck out of here. Who needs you? I'm doing important stuff here. And uh, I, w- I would say, like, to, to say some tricks that help us to, to be concentrated. First of all, to try to understand the meaning of be praying. This is very important. The what? The meaning of the words. What, oh, yeah. what we talk, you know, so I don't know if you speak Hebrew. But uh, if you don't speak Hebrew, so you can take a machzor with English translation. Yeah. And this is very important. Second, the most important thing that was for me that I knew how to speak Hebrew. Yeah. So I re- read the tefillah, I understand it. Yeah, but that's and I'm saying. This is very important. Second is try to see the words coming out of... This is any tefillah. The words coming out from your mouth. And, you know, it's like you say, Baruch. So you see... Bet, Reish, Vav, Chaf, you know, all these letters that are coming out from our body and going up to the heaven and basically each word, each letter is as location up on the heaven and create uh, a new world. You know, you play Tatris, you know, yeah. you that. Is this is exactly the prank. When the words are going up and they fulfilled exactly the spot, the right spot, yeah. So all the game is filling up and you're going in another layer and another layer. You build a different world. And this is beautiful about the tefillah. And it's not stamp that people say that tefillah is the most important because this is like our direct line with the Bonashulam, with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, to get something from, uh, uh, from, you know, from him and from us, for us. And this is a beautiful, I think this is a beautiful moment. Uh, to find ourselves understanding and see the word in time up and going up, up, up. And sometimes I see tefillah, especially tefillah, prayers of kids. You see the angel run after them yeah. and above them. And it's so important. Even they don't feel it. Even they don't have those. 
But you see the angel is basically beautiful. Sometimes if, even if you don't understand it, but if you get the regesh, you get the emotion, and you get the feeling. This Hashem, he, he just, he, you know what? It's like, it's like, God willing, you're going to be a parent, and you're going to sit there, and your kid's going to be silent. And you're going to be waiting for the child to say something. You want your kid to say something. You're waiting to hear anything, anything. Just talk to me. It's it's what Hashem Hashem loves to hear from us. And okay. Hashem's going to give you a beautiful year. I get the bench door, and you have Arichus Yamim Shnais Chaim Tovim Leim Hashem. You're going to raise a beautiful family. Amen. Thank you. Make big kiddush Hashem in the world. You'll see. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you Look at that. You know, I love this. Who has youth that talks like this? Yeah. This is like holy stuff. Got the rest of the world bopping after Michigan music, running after stupid things. We have kids that are thinking about tefillah. I mean, I get so, so psyched by this. This makes me so happy to be Jewish. Makes me so happy and gives me a big endorsement that teachers that are nice to their students and have a connection with their students, this is what you create. Parents who make religion and Torah about love, this is what you create. You create a caller like this who calls up with a positive thought about tefillah. You know what? You take any other kid and you say, Oh, you have to be restricted with this, restricted with that. Kids in America, kids around the world say, Ah, oh, leave me alone. Give me my iPad. Give me my iPod. Give me my hoopa, whatever. My, my Nexus, my Flexus, my Schmexus, whatever. Our kids are saying, we want to talk to Hashem. I love Jewish kids. I just do. Someone walked over to me in a hospital today and said, Thank you, Mr. Jew. I said, I was embarrassed. I said, what? He goes, I was so sick. And I went to two Catholic hospitals. I went to a Jewish hospital, and they made me better. <laughs> I said, really? Because cause they pray better. I said, okay. But it was like in the middle of like 50 people. Thank you, Mr. Jew. I thought he was going to throw something at me. No, I, again, you know, this if you could talk about that they, they, they realize the truth, you know, they Kiddush, Hashem. Some, Kiddush Hashem and see that uh, we are not playing when we act the right way, right? Exactly, when we act right, when if we, we have kavod haberiyot, if we respect people and we act with respect, then they see the right way. When we act like in a way that's disrespectful, then we have deal it's a chilu Hashem. Anybody got any opinions about Cholamoyah trips? That's what I want to know. And people, Rabbi Sher said people get carried away with Cholamoyah trips. I happen to agree. I mean, it gets a little out of hand. In Israel, we used to take it to Yule up north in a car, crammed in a car, to go see Eretz HaKedoshah. Go Hartabor, go to the Golan, just have a picnic. We used to go to this place, Sataf, yeah, in Hare Yehuda. And we were going, and they told us that the land between the road and the ruins 
were hefker. So we found fig trees, and they were delicious. Shazifim, delicious. We ate so many of them. <laughs> it was a big mistake. We got to Sataf, and we had such stomach aches. We spent the whole time with stomach aches. But they were good while we ate them. <laughs> this is a big eye. So what do you call it? We just eating anything else. We ate, uh, we, we, uh, were <laughs> we ate like tons. We got you know, you know, you know, you Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I was used to be a champion to pick them up. You know, it's 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 tough to get them out. You know, you know, you pick them up. You make a can, and you make a razor thing in can on a stick, and yeah. you, you spear it, and it yeah. falls into the can. Yes. I yes. went picking. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I love. Subways, you know, delicious. And how the way to pick to clean them to clean them up? I didn't figure that out because I got kotzim all over. Oh, my... okay. This kotzim is in, and it's flying, it's tiny kotzim. You know? Yeah. So basically, we take them and roll them in by the. We used to call roll them by the dune, you know, by the sand. The sand. The sand. We get out and this like water this doesn't the, work. No, no. Walking. No, no. Water is work, making it worse. Yes. And after cleaning with the uh, and uh, one day. I just uh, <laughs> I collect on a piece of uh, plastic, you know, like like uh, I put I took from the can, put it in the plastic, put all of them, you know, and after I roll them in the, on the sand and everything, and I I start cleaning them up, and I I was you know I thought I I, did, I forgot that I put them on the plastic, so plastic was full loaded with the thorn, you know, the small thorn. Bye, bye. I had like a week. I went with a, my open mouth and all inside the tiny, tiny, tiny. I had. And I, <laughs> the only reason why I can tell you I know I had like three kotzim in my mouth. It was mavet. I, I tell you, I, I would say that I have hundreds of them and I, I, I took ice, ice. Nothing, you know, nothing, 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 because it's so tiny and flexible. They're like hairs. Yeah, it's like hair and it's so... The, <laughs> my father has a has an apartment in Kirish Yerushalayim by by Kiryat Moshe, and so you look down the valley. Now it's probably all built up by Knesset Yerushalayim. So you have the valley. You have the 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 Arab villages over there. So we went down in 1973 and and leave. Please. We went down with my friend Benny. I met him, an Israeli boy. First time I met him. My parents sent me for two months to Israel when I was 11 years old. I thought it was a present. They just wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> but <laughs> I stayed by my sister. We went to pick Sabras and Ezekef. Then we went to pick olives also. You have the, the olive trees all along Kvisha Shalim. Yeah. Went to pick olives. But I, I didn't know you can't eat them. You have to cure them. <laughs> I ate one. I said, oh, oh your mouth is better. <laughs> dry. My mouth is dry for a week. No, this, this is, the, you know, these things I think, I think that the, today our children, they don't have they don't, they don't have it. They, they don't, don't have it. You know, it's, it's a very uh, pity because we spend a lot of time outdoor, a lot of time, you know. The whole time. And when so, I was in Israel yeah. for two months, I didn't go inside only at night. And uh, I know that since the, the TV generation come, I remember, 
He didn't, you know, usually, I, I don't know if you remember that he, the mother used to scream, Moshe, Nisim, Yitzchak, come home, come home. It was night, dark, you know, at nine o'clock on those days. And yeah, odd rega, odd rega, odd rega, one moment. But moment. in my days, there was no TV. Yes, was that, exactly, channel. exactly. So, but after the TV come, so the mother don't have to scream. Moshe, telepele, boom, on, on the spot, all of them up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got, I got a, a video clip. I know that, uh, I know if to put, it's, a, it's, a, it's, not, it's not a Jewish clip. But I found it very interesting, and I I, I, I let my children to, to 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 listen to this. What do you think about Putin? You know, about about the world, about the world. Uh, I don't know. Huh? I let, not... You know, I let you listen to this after after. Okay, next show because I this... put it already on there. I put it in my show. I put this it is a, this is uh who who's who's whose clip is it? It's some some guy by name Prince Prince E A. Yeah, yeah, I know the clip. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I have it. Yeah, it's really. He brilliant. has other ones that are also brilliant. Yes, he's a brilliant, brilliant man, and his message is it's brilliant. very strong. And I know that I know that my friend, my my children was agree hundred percent about the message. I showed it to my children also, and he has yeah. another one I'll send you, that's also brilliant, and he talks about that. that anti-social media yeah instead of social media he talks about how people miss life because they're looking at technology and he's very it's it's it and he's he's definitely a very i told Iran to edit a little bit you know a few words that out from this uh clip and we put it you know remember we put the just look just look up yes you know this the english guy yep. about the technology also, we add it up, and uh, I think that's a very important message. Very important it's, message. it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's a general message to to all the population in this blue marble, as we said. Yeah, and I, you know what? This is also ikvadad mishicha that the emet is permeating the people that are seeking emet. The yetzahara is losing its power. Yetzahara is losing its power. People that are seeking emet, the Yetzirah is losing its power. Because the, 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 the Mashiach, the emet, it's getting so crazy that people are recognizing how crazy it is. It's just getting so crazy, people are recognizing. And it's just, it's just, it's out of control. We have some text message interesting. I think, no. Ah, person says, I'm at the age that I think I know everything until I make a mistake. Then I learn and gain experience. Only then I know everything. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> you want to sit down? <laughs> I hear you. All right. I think that I learned a lesson from my father. There was a Jew for Yashka that wanted to give a book to my father. And he gives my father a little book. And my father says, what is this? He goes, this is my religion. My father took him into his library. And he says, there's walls and walls of studying. 
He goes, this isn't even one minuscule piece of my religion. And I don't know it all. And I'm going to be knowing and learning for the rest of my life and making mistakes and learning from them. I'll never know everything. And that's why I'm going to keep alive for a long time. Because I'm always, once the person knows everything, then it's over. Yeah. You know, but uh, we, we discussed many times about the teenagers, uh, with the age of uh, the God creators, or even the, the Marcho, the Mar- uh, Rabbi Chaim Vital, right. wrote this in 18 years old, that this is basically the time that uh, they, uh, you know, the brain is working a little bit different. And uh, without this uh, a glitch of software that we have, we wouldn't dare to do things. We wouldn't dare right. to get married. We wouldn't go to, to you know, because everything will be so unlogic and stuff like this. But this kind of time of hormones and brain activity that the Kadosh Baruch gave us on this opportunity, and this time also that we make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And as, as you see, for example, a, a baby that's crawling and trying to get up, falling apart, getting up, continue falling, get apart. If it was a, a adult, one time he fall down, second time, it would try it again, right? Right. But this is the thing that is to understand the software that we have from the Kadosh from Olam is unbelievable. And this is the time to you guys, to you kids, to make a mistake, to make to learn from the mistake, and to understand that you, we don't understand everything. Hashem gives us opportunity to make mistakes. That's what it is. We we make mistakes as kids, and that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's the only way to learn. But uh, this is this is the only this is the only way we can learn is by making mistakes. And if we learn from our mistakes, if we're able to learn from them, the worst thing a person can do is deny a mistake and say and justify themselves. Person is able to admit Yerucham. I, you know, I, I went today with one of my clients it, uh, to the, the, the job. It took us like an hour and a half, hour and three, and we discussed about things that discuss about misjustice. You know that people doing misjustice. You know, like like stealing from other people, doing some not so good. And how they justified for themselves on this, you know? And excuses. But at the end of the day, they have to know that they're doing wrong. They have to know. You know what? I don't know. Again, do you think that Hitler knew that he knew that he's doing wrong? He just murdered so many millions. On like the ISIS. No, I'm, guys. Ta- I'm talking about. I'm talking about Amino. Talking about somebody who has a, nish- a Nishama Yehudi. But I think that we can just justify almost everything. Yes, definitely. Our brain is so tricky, and yet our eyes. We can be we- more ahead than anything. Yeah. 
you know, like um, purify the sherets for 150 times, 150 reasoning. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, my, my, I would say, roadmark or GPS, as we said, is a chachamim. That's right. That Just follow right. the chachamim. Don't think. And now, today, I am old enough to understand that I don't know nothing. <laughs> and I, I, I'm saying loud and clear many times, even to my children, I don't know nothing. A yeshiva boys can knows better than me hundred times. And this is the the power of the Torah and power of of you guys learning and understanding what is all about. What to be a part of a Jewish nation. There's nothing learning Torah is when it says, you know, Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam, it's not a statement, it's not a saying. It's the real essence. It's the real, it's the mechanism of Judaism. It's the real functioning element of Judaism. Bottom line, that's it. Tamud Torah Keneged Kulam. That's really what it is. That's the whole, the whole. The old Zach, as you yeah. said. The old Zach. It begins and it ends with that. Yeah. Because the Torah is the. And anybody thinks that they're going to intellectualize it and they're going to make it into something more. You know, I was once at a Brit Milah and they have these modern. These enlightened Jews, if you'd call them, who are questioning the halacha of how to do a brit milah. So, the halacha of mitzitzah Yes, no, maybe, this and that. You have all these different opinions. So there's an old Spartac Jew who's sitting on the side, and he's got a kippah. I call it a disposable kippah. You know a disposable kippah? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the satin ones that you find stuck in the fence outside every shul. Because yeah. they take them off and they stick them in the hole by the fence because they're not wearing it home. He sits there, he goes, what's going on? What's the delay over here? It's his grandson's Mila. So someone explains to him, they're deciding whether to do things this way. So he says, I don't get it. Torah says to do it? Shut up and do it. What do you what do you got a question? Some crazy professor tells you not to do it. Is it really a halakha? Then just do it. Shut up. You think God's gonna mess you up? Simple to the point as it is. Clear as day. Torah tells you to do it. Shut up and do it. Don't ask me questions. And we do it in the last 4,000 years. Do it. I was going to make for my dissertation, which is the, the, what? my publication to become a doctor, you have to write a book. You have to do a study, a research study. It takes like a year and a half. So I wanted to prove that families that kept Shabbat had children 
that were more emotionally healthy. My rabbi told me, Asur. I said, why? He said, because if, let's say, you come out with a statistic that says they're not, it doesn't make a difference. We keep Shabbat. We <laughs> keep Shabbat because Hashem said to keep Shabbat. Not because some Meshuggah psychologist said it's healthy. Yes, it's healthy. You and I know it's healthy. But that's not the reason why we keep it. Because someone proved it in the book. It's because Hashem said to do it. And if you would break out in a rash and you'd get pimples the size of, 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 of prunes, you'd still keep Shabbat. Because my grandfather, my father's father, when they lifted the siege over the old city in 1948, and it was on Shabbat, he walked out of Chomot Yerushalayim with nothing, without one piece of rechush. Everything he acquired from 1919 to 1948, everything he owned, he left in his house in the Ira Atika and he walked through the doors because Tiltu B'Shabbat is Asur. My grandmother's jewelry, his t- so my grandmother said, you, my jewelry you left. He said, I left my tefillin. And that's Shabbat. And you you no, that's Shabbat, and that's why all of his children were Talmidei Chachamim. Yeah, and that's the way to do it. It's the only way. All right, I love being back. I'm so happy I got back. Me too, and it released a lot of pressure for me. So Baruch Hashem. I love being I back, even I, if it doesn't release pressure. That no, release. you know, it's, uh, we, I think we are very good. Uh, I love uh, you. Bouncy, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? Sometimes late life, you meet people that you wish you knew all your life, but you have to make up time. That's, that's true. So Everybody should have a Gemara Tova. Even if you take one piece of tefillah on Kippur, one piece, and have Kavanah for one minute, Hashem takes that. And there's some Gemara that says, even if you just go through Kippur, the day itself cleans you. We start fresh. We are in for a fabulous year. Mashiach is going to come this year. We have an idiot for president which is the biggest indication that Hashem is putting it all in Hashem's hands. He's such a dingbat. And it's such a rahmanis on him. Because he's so stupid, he doesn't even know how stupid he is. But Hashem's going to take care. Everything's going to be good. Mashiach's going to come. And the only ices we're going to have to be worried about are the ones in the freezer. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I tell you, people, you know, just because uh, the last moment, a lot of things in it. People are saying about the ISIS and this, what we see. I think that we see the prophecy in front of our eyes, right? 100%. And, you know, when we read, Bad Baverash Doda, Asher Mishin, in a Tetz Alalaych Alasela, right? Right. 
and you see it in your eyes, and you see Shlomat Rishayim Tireh. And this is the time that, the revenge time, that Kadosh Baruch Hu just right now put in front of our eyes to see that they're fighting each other. Killing each other. We are really uh, 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 witnesses to observing it. Yep. Observing it. Baruch Hashem, Chazdei Hashem. Yep. Yimachatim Atova, everybody. Till not ne- next week, not uh, next week. Erev Sukkot. Next week? Why not? I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, no, it's no, no, looks, oh, no, no. It's Erev Sukkot. Maybe we'll make an early yeah. show. Okay, we'll see. We we'll see. You know what? Uh, also, we have Yom Kippur coming. Yeah. And also, I want to say that. Uh, we have special program for the uh, Yom Kippur War. Bezad Hashem. All right. We'll put it. Thank you. Thank you.